Well, hello and welcome in again to the Worship Life Podcast with Mike Harland. I am your co-host, Brian Brown. But today, I'm assuming a special role. Uh, Our co-host is going to be our engineer, Tim Henning. Hello, everybody. Hello, Tim. Because Mike Harland uh, is not not with us today. No, and and you know what's weird, Brian, is I'm sitting in the seat, Mike always sits in and i'm I not sure we should have you, said that yeah. i gotta tell you it feels a little weird i don't yeah. feel like i should be here i understand mike's on special special assignment <laughs> top secret that's i don't right. want to say where it is that's right that's right uh it'll all will be revealed in time <laughs> but uh but but he's that's, missing out today but to cover up right. for that tim uh, i think mike felt like you and i couldn't handle it on our own right right despite our combined 50 plus years in ministry still not you enough would think that'd be okay to, to overcome mike harlan's absence so no. we've invited a special guest today and i'm really excited about this. Yes. We've got Josh Wall with us. Thank you so Absolutely. much for being here. I knew you guys had to call on the big dogs for today. <laughs> yes. So I yes. cleared my schedule just so I could make sure I could help out in the meantime. <laughs> we appreciate, appreciate it. That. So yeah. Josh, you are the uh, minister, pastor of contemporary worship and next gen at Hendersonville First Baptist Church. Is yeah, that right? Minister of contemporary worship is my role. Just recently changed. I was working with Greg Crane, our worship pastor, and we just saw a big need to kind of all the band-driven services to be under one umbrella. So I oversee student worship on Wednesday nights during the week, and then on the weekends I lead in big church, what I would call big church. Mm -hmm. uh, Hey, we called it that too. There we go, doing the contemporary services. So that's what I do on on the weekly basis. Okay, so that implies that your church still has some traditional services as well. Yes, Greg, our worship pastor, leads with choir and orchestra on Sundays, and then I lead with a band and praise team on Sundays as well. But we offer all styles of worship uh, under one umbrella, though, so it's still unified church uh, with the same goal, just two different styles, two different genres. Okay, and so those uh, those services happen concurrently or early, late? How, what's the schedule like? To just so some people listening can compare it to what their their ministry might be like. We've got 8.30, 9.45, and 11 o'clock. Okay. The 9.45 hour is simulcast. There's a simultaneous service, which is in a different venue. So contemporaries in the simulcast venue. Traditional is 8.30, 9.45, and then I also lead the 11 o'clock contemporary service as well. Okay. And before that, Josh, you were involved in student ministry. Is that correct? Student young adult ministry is where I started. That was where my journey began. Music has always been a part of my life. And then it just became one day where our worship leader was not at my dad's church. And I filled in and my dad was like, hey, we want to keep you as our worship leader. So I always did it on the side because music is a big part of student ministry. Music sure, is a big yeah. part of young adult ministry. And uh, and then it was almost four years ago this year uh, that I became full-time music ministry. All right. And you have okay. a family. Tell us about them. Yes, I've been married this summer will be eight years to my wife, Susie, high school sweethearts. Oh, I know. Wow. That doesn't yes. happen I know. often. Big deal. Yeah, Big deal. Uh, we've got three kids. Bella Grace is our six-year-old. Juliet is our four-year-old. And Jane Kate is our nine-month-old. She slept through the night three nights last week. That's a big <laughs> Good deal. Good you. So big that means deal. y'all maybe slept through the night. Yeah. Right? Hallelujah. Yeah. That's, a, maybe, that's monumental. Maybe. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, that's all girls. The Lord yeah. did not want us to have boys, but we are blessed with our three beautiful girls. And uh, we've been here, it'll be four years this summer. Okay. So how long have you been in vocational ministry? I'm a preacher's kid too, and I know what it's like to get dragged on stage at 16 or even younger than that <laughs> yes. at six in my case. But how long have you been in vocational ministry? Uh, so my senior year of college is when I became a part-time youth pastor. There is a church down the road, First Baptist Birmingham, that I started serving part-time. I knew I was going into youth ministry and I was able to fulfill that part-time role. So that would have been 2012. So eight years 
Eight years, mm-hmm. okay, and mm-hmm. that you've been in, in vocational ministry group as a preacher's kid. So, oh, uh, yes. And that since you're in ministry really your whole life. And Absolutely. I know what it's like living in that fishbowl. Many of our uh, our listeners do as well. And and so, Josh, now you're involved in contemporary worship. Do you also lead the youth worship at your church, or somebody else have that responsibility? Yeah, so it's kind of uh, in transition right now. I was uh, leading just sixth grade worship. We had a sixth grade service, a seventh and eighth grade service, and then a ninth through twelfth grade service with different worship leaders in each venue. Uh, Right now, I'm moving into a role where I kind of oversee all the different worship venues. Uh, We realize that sixth grade uh, is just wired differently. Yeah, Uh, They're just in that transition season, and so we have a special ministry with our student ministry. We call it the awkward stage, by the way. (laughs) Absolutely right. (laughs) That's the awkward stage. So for a semester, we we ministered to just sixth grade, uh, teaching them worship practices, what it means to worship corporately, what it means to dive into God's Word, how to have uh, respect for anybody who's on the platform, teaching God's Word, leading in music and worship. Uh, so we do that with our sixth grade ministry. And then in the spring, they go to sixth through eighth grade with middle school ministry and high school ministry. And there's kind of like a more in-depth worship experience as they continue to grow in their faith, as they understand what music and worship and the Word of God means in their life and their faith becomes their own. So I'm moving into the role where I kind of oversee and help I partner with the student ministry, with the high school and middle school pastor to say, okay, how can we continue to create a service? that connects with the next generation while upholding the Word of God in that. So that's my role in this next season. Yeah, it's so important what you talked about, sixth graders. And, and churches I've served over the years have so struggled. You know, when you when you get that children's choir on stage and all of a sudden one child is a foot taller than everybody else, that's that sixth grade yeah. child. Yeah. You know, and they're in that, that age. I know at one point, and I uh, apologies to Lifeway for not knowing this, I know at one point we even had a special Sunday school curriculum that Lifeway produced that was just for the sixth graders. I don't mm-hmm. know if that still exists, if, if enough churches had large enough ministries to keep that going, but it really is uh, such a transitional age and such broad disparity in maturity levels. Uh, some sixth graders are very much still belong in the children's program. Others uh, seem like they belong in an adult ministry already. And and what a what an important age. I'm so glad you guys are very fortunate at, at First Hendersonville to be able to take that group out, for it to be a large enough group for you guys to be able to minister to them uh, individually. And uh, I'm sure what you're learning there is something that other churches could benefit from. And, yeah. jo- and Josh, can you talk talk a little bit about the importance of you mentioned working with the student ministers and things and I know that's you know you said that in passing because it sounds like that's something you've done for a while so it's normal for you but I think that's probably a puzzle piece that might be missing in a lot of ministries mm-hmm. out there I mean maybe even some some pastors that are listening to this right now need to be encouraged about connecting with those other ministries because it just helps the whole thing. So can you just talk a little bit about that journey, how you establish that relationship maybe? Yeah, so it probably begins with the mission of the church. We, we Our mission statement is connecting every generation to God, others in service. So even with our contemporary services, it's very multi-generational. I recorded a podcast just a couple of weeks ago uh, asking the question, can, granny, can my granny worship at your church? Mm. To where if my granny were to come to a contemporary service, would she still be able to engage in music and worship? And in the same way, I want to take that mindset and bring it to the student ministry of saying, uh, 
hey, we have a, a really unique opportunity with our students and with our student pastors that we are passing on to the next generation, hymns of the faith, uh, the beliefs that have been passed down from generation to generation, uh, respect for God's word. And, and I think it's very important that it starts with us communicating and working together with and serving together with our student ministry team, understanding the vision that God has placed on their life, but real, realizing that they're not the church of the future, they're the church of now. Yeah. Uh, that's and, good. and that's that multi-generational approach where we we say hey, how can our students and adults serve alongside of each other not only in Sunday mornings but on Wednesday nights not not to just showcase hey here's the next generation on display on the weekends but during the week have the adults pour into the students as well yeah that's important so how does you talk you said something about passing on those great hymns of the faith to the next generation how does that manifest itself is it updated arrangements is it what what is it that you're trying to to pass on is it the lyrical content the musicality what yeah so it's probably all of the above okay um when i choose songs for a semester for whether it's high school ministry or middle school ministry i choose about 20 songs for the semester uh uh, average attendance is dropping in our students when they come to midweek service or to sunday service and even that varies whether they're sunday only or midweek service only Um, so we have to be very strategic with the songs that we pick and then be very repetitive with those songs of the 20 uh, i normally do about five that are hymns uh, and some of them are updated hymn arrangements some of them worship circle just put out a hymns album and they stay pretty true to the original melodic line to the same tempo and uh, we try and teach them what does it mean to raise my Ebenezer yeah you know what does it mean and and teaching them the the lyrical content that 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 really shapes their theology and we always tell them hey this is more than just a song this needs to become a prayer from our hearts this is teaching us about God and we are being able to pray to God and praise God for who he is and so other songs are Elevation Worship Passion Hillsong we still do the fun songs Hillsong Young and Free those are a lot of the call to worships that we do the openers high energy Um, but at some point um, probably about once every other week once every third week we teach a hymn and just say you know it's not just about us and what we're singing what we're doing right now there are generations who've come before us who have passed down these songs and we, we teach them through that. Okay. Mm. Now, in a recent research I saw, um, and, and we were discussing in one of our staff meetings, this particular research indicated that the average church congregation might ingest in a good year about a dozen new songs. In about one a month is what they could really absorb. Now, a lot of churches are on a completely different pace than that, and some people listening. I wonder for student ministry, do you guys have a cadence of how many new songs you're introducing in that 20 um, rotation? And, and, and do you are you really intentional about that, about the catalog of songs that you sing and, and adding new songs to it? Can students handle more new, uh, mm-hmm. or, or is the pace about the same? What have you found in your church? Yeah, I, we've discovered with our student ministry that there is an accelerated pace. Um, because of online streaming with Spotify, uh, their playlists are constantly being updated, what they're listening to, and uh, I'm very particular about, um, is this song going to shape their faith? 
where when I think back on my youth group years and my childhood years, okay, those were some songs that were kind of staples of, of my youth group years, or is this song good for a season? Yeah. And that's I think that's a good discernment to have, especially in student ministry, because I think it is more accelerated uh, in students because they're they're ready for the newest, they're ready mm-hmm. for the, the most high-energy ones, they're ready for the new flashy songs. And so I tried to be intentional with hymns. I tried to be intentional with the ones that I'm saying, okay, we need to hold on to this song like this is something that can help shape their faith for the future. And then there's songs that are appropriate for seasons. Maybe it fits the series that the pastor's teaching on, or maybe it's just hype for the new school year, uh, but songs for the season versus songs for life. Mm. Josh, we're going to take a quick break right now. But when we come back, uh, I want our listeners to know that you are uh, the speaker, the pastor for the week at Tribe, which is our youth music and ministry event, youth music ministry and missions, if I can get all of that out there, (laughs) that's going to take place in Louisville this summer. You're the pastor for the week. And so we want to talk to folks about this great event that we've got coming up in Louisville, where we're going to engage young people, not just in music ministry, but in missions ministry. And you're going to be the pastor for the week. So when we come back, we're going to talk about Tribe, a new event for students musicians this summer. We wanted to tell you about something that you may not be aware of that we have here at Lifeway. It's called Lifeway OneSource. You can find it at lifeway.com slash onesource. That's lifeway.com slash O-N-E source. What this is, is a specialized service that we provide to churches where you can get the kinds of resources that churches often need. Mostly those big ticket items that you may not be aware that we can help you with. Church buses, church baptistries, steeples, copiers, these large purchases that your church needs to make. What we've done is we've gone out and vetted all of the providers of these kinds of resources. We've partnered with people that we trust. Your church will pay less because if you order through Lifeway OneSource, your order is combined with all the ordering of other churches. And that kind of volume gets special discounts that we can provide through Lifeway OneSource. So if your church is looking at making one or more of these kinds of purchases, please visit lifeway.com slash onesource. We'd love to help you out today. Welcome back to the Worship Life Podcast with Mike Harland. I am your co-host, Brian Brown. As we mentioned earlier, uh, Mike is out today. We've got Tim Henning. Still here. Our engineer who's helping us, and then our special guest that we've been talking to, Josh Waugh. I, too, am still here. Still here. <laughs> we Con- are all still contemporary, here. Contemporary uh, worship pastor at First Baptist Hendersonville, Hendersonville, Tennessee, just a suburb that's part of the greater Nashville yes. Nashville area. Lots of Lifeway employees there, and uh, Josh uh, is, is the contemporary worship pastor. But, Josh, as I said before the break, you're also going to be our pastor for the week for an event, a brand new event that we're calling Tribe. It's going to be in Louisville, Kentucky, and the dates of it are June 8 through 11, 2020 at the Galt House is where most of the activities will be taking place, and then the, the missions opportunities in the greater Louisville area. This is an event designed particularly for students who are musical, is how I would describe it, and whether that be that they're a musician, that they're a singer, that they're an aspiring musician or singer or a songwriter, uh, but also that have a heart for, for missions and for ministry. And, and Josh, you're going to be the, the pastor this year. I'd love to just hear from you what you're excited about, what you're looking forward to, and then maybe a little bit about what you're hoping uh, to be able to share with the kids this summer. Yeah, I'm very honored to be a part of Tribe 2020. It's going to be an incredible week to pour into student musicians, student singers, those who serve in worship ministry, whether that's in student ministry or at the church at large. I think a lot of times in our youth groups, 
we can forget that sometimes student musicians are wired just a little bit differently <laughs> than the rest of the youth group. For yes. sure. Uh, music ministry, um, for better or for worse, uh, can be uh, looked at differently in youth group, uh, whether it's it can be too much of an emphasis on music in youth group or it could be too little. And what I would love to see is for us to come together for a week to have just a biblical view of worship with our students, to instill that culture that they would be able to take back to their youth group, take back to their churches, um, and to even have adults from those churches come and to develop that multi-generational mindset. If we can come together for a week and just dive into God's Word and say, God, what does it say that we should do in regards to music and worship? I think it will drive drastically impact the next generation. When we talk about Generation Z, they're completely different than millennials. Um, And a lot of times we think we can treat youth group just as we would treat millennials visiting our churches today. And I think Tribe 2020 is at a pivotal moment to reach the next generation, uh, but not only reach the next generation, but be able to reach it through student musicians, student singers, and how they lead music and worship in their churches at large. So it's going to be it's going to be a great week. Yeah, it's fantastic. It's an important distinction that you draw just by, I guess, uh, what God had intended for our family life. I have my oldest son, who's a millennial, and he's a millennial in the textbook sense of the word. His little brother is Gen Z, and they could not be more different. Now, most parents have kids that are different, but when you really just read what the the sociological textbook definitions of Gen Z and millennial, you're really reading about my two boys. I don't know why that is, but there's something about their gap in ages, which is not that large, that that really there was a turning of the page between the millennial generation and the Gen Z, and so that's so important. One of the things we've noticed really for the last several years is this heart for... um, for, for missions as a part of, of the ministry, not just singing songs and music for the sake of music, but but music for the sake of ministry, and then wanting to be hands-on and active. So uh, that's a big part of the Tribe event this summer. We will pick a particular ministry to be involved in local, in the local area ministry that may not have anything to do with music, but the students will be able to participate in a missions-based activity, and that's a huge part of it. And then they're going to end the week with a worship service. Tim, you were at a, the worship service at our student event this past summer That's and right. I know it was a very very special moment yeah it was it was so great it was unlike anything I had seen Josh was there too and he was playing he was up on the stage he was one right. of the guitar players but to see them come together and sing a live concert uh, after rehearsing all week and being together and getting to know each other um, and then bring that whole project with David Wise and Phil Nitz and and in that place for a- anyone who wanted to come to come and listen to it um, it was just so cool you know Absolutely. that they got to sing it yeah. and it's bigger than youth choir yes i think that's yes. another thing to address is that there may be some churches out there thinking we don't have a youth choir this may not be for us and yeah. and i think with tribe there's this intentional effort to say whether you're in youth choir have a student choir maybe you don't but with the rise of youth bands, mm-hmm. youth praise teams, and involving students and teenagers in adult worship on Sunday mornings, this is this is the event to bring them to be a part of something bigger than themselves and to take back to their youth group, take back to their churches. It's something I find fascinating. When I look back at my own life and I think about, there, and I don't know why this is, but there's something about when you get young people away 
You get them into a van or a bus in the summertime. And so many pivotal decisions of all the people here at Lifeway, and I think most people in this building would consider themselves called to full-time ministry. And that's how you end up here or end up on staff at a church. I would bet the vast majority of them could point to some moment, probably when they were in the youth group, probably on some trip away somewhere. There's just something that God takes advantage of there. So talk a little bit about that, Josh. I don't know if that was true in your experience, but as you lead youth, there's, there's just something special about getting that group of young people together with young with their leaders and getting them away from their home and letting God just work on them. Yeah, for me, growing up in youth groups, summer camp was always something that I just look back and laugh. Uh, I also <laughs> look back on summer camp journals and think through, okay, what were the prayers that I was praying that week? What was God doing in my life that I was just so focused on? And and that's something that I want to be able to bring to Tribe 2020 yeah. is say, hey, just a couple years ago, I was in the same shoes as you. And I was looking at where am I going to go to college? What am I going to do with my life? What is God? What is God's will for my life? And that's where we're going to dive into the book of Colossians and really discover, okay, as a word Worship leader, as I play guitar, as I sing, as I'm involved in music and arts and worship, what does that mean for my life? How does that God want to use that for my life? And if we can be intentional with that, I think we can really have those memorable moments for years to come in the lives of these students. Yeah, that's so great. And I love that you're going to bring that challenge to them to make them stop and think and go, wait a second, am I living on purpose right now? You mm-hmm. know, because I teach Sunday school at our church and it's to some young, like ninth, 10th grade guys. They got their video games and they got their, their thing that they're doing. And you want to see them, you know, catch fire for God mm-hmm. and know that, you know, God wants you right now. He, yeah. You know, you, you've got something to do right now. It's not later on after college, you know, I'm going to start serving the Lord and get on fire. And uh, So I love that you're going to put that in, that challenge in front of all those students at Tribe saying, you know, what are we doing right now? What's the call right now? You're responsible to answer it now. You know? yeah. And if you don't, you're responsible for that, for not answering it. I would even take it a step further and challenge youth pastors and worship leaders, or if they're just in a dual role and they're both a youth pastor and worship leader, uh, what can worship leaders listening to this right now, how can they start a conversation with their youth pastor of doing this trip together? Mm -hmm. How can they come together and say, hey, we realize that the teenagers uh, have a a very important place in the body of Christ, and we want to be able to uh, use their talents just as much as the adults do. Can we come together on this? Maybe this could be an opportunity to bridge the gap. Maybe this is an opportunity for worship pastors to be able to pour into the lives of teenagers for a week when on a weekly basis when they're leading services and leading choir rehearsals and everything else they may not have time to just hang out with the youth group so this is an opportunity for worship pastors to attend with their youth group but also for youth leaders if you don't have the ability to lead musically this is an opportunity to say how can I sharpen my skills and to be able to lead students to do what God has created them to do and if they feel uncomfortable with that tribe is the way to go You're able to come for a week and have professionals come in and help teach them new music, new songs to take back to the youth group and how to lead them in music and worship at their churches. Absolutely. So if you want more information, you can go to worshiplife.com slash tribe. Again, the dates are June 8th through 11th, and it's going to be in Louisville, Kentucky this year. And we're just really, really excited. Josh, so excited to have you a part of that week. I'm so glad you brought your youth choir, your youth singers, musicians to an event we had last year here Mm -hmm. in Nashville. And I'm so excited that you're going to be able to take that experience as the pastor uh, this weekend uh, in Louisville this summer. I know the kids are are really, really going to love it. Well, we'd 
we'd love to hear from you. Uh, we'd love to hear uh, the lessons you're learning as you engage your student ministry in music and how the lessons that maybe God is teaching you as you're navigating those waters with the musical kids that are a part of your ministry. So email us, worship at lifeway.com. Tell us how we can pray for your church. And we want to do that specifically. The Lifeway worship team prays for you in your ministry and your church. And so email us, worship at lifeway.com. Tell us how we can do that. You can also interact with us, whether it be on Facebook or Twitter or whatever social media form uh, you like to engage in. You'll find Worship Life Presence there. And we'd love to talk to you about worship and music and ministry. Until next time, for Mike Harlan, this is Brian Brown saying thanks for joining us on the Worship Life podcast with Mike Harlan. We'll be back together again to talk about worship and music and ministry very soon. Thank you.